Nerves of steel. Where are they? Meligal swore he used to have them. Even in his own darkest hours, he'd had little fear. Ever since he was a boy, he'd been beaten and abused to some degree. But it only reinforced his steely resolve. For some reason, as far back as he could recall, he'd always figured he could wriggle his way out of anything. Until today. The royal coming-of-age games were about to begin, and every face that sat along the benches was eager for blood. Royals, pompous, arrogant, extravagant, impossible, and powerful, loved nothing more than seeing their falling brethren hacked down like rabid dogs. Meligal stood leaning against the wall, inspecting his fingernails. Five rows up from the bottom of the arena. Say nothing. Talk to no one. Avoid all contact. It will be over soon. The arena, nothing extravagant but fairly large, was a small campground where the royal sentries did much of their routine training. The royals and sentries sat behind a wall that was about eight feet in height, along wooden benches where no one was more distinct than the other. Above them a dome rested on a network of limestone pillars, where sun and moonlight could gleam in through the litany of tiny windows, making for a majestic effect. Other than that, it was a place of seclusion, a safe place from prying eyes and a good place to muffle the cries of death. Illegal clutched his fingers in and out, pumping blood into his lengthy fingers. Eh, what to do? He felt obligated to be doing something. When all else fails, listen. Lord Almond sat in the first row, broad shoulders pulled back proud as a peacock, looking stately as well as deadly in his exquisite black silk jerkin laced with threads of gold. Along his side and spreading out were another twenty people whom Illegal hadn't seen before. More royals, some gray-headed, others bald-headed, both young and old, each having a smile when Lord Almond had their attention, and a sneer when he did not. Staff, young women, attractive and revealing, served wine, food, and other pleasantries to the men who gathered around one another like a host of evil colleagues. Meligal wanted to spit. Blathering men! The arena itself had other guests, ones that Meligal knew all too well. Sephron sat alone, near the front of the flock of garish royals, neck craning back and hanging on their every word, wearing more robes than Meligal had ever seen him in before. There is still time to kill you today. He brushed his fingers over his wrists, feeling the contraptions hidden beneath his sleeves and fighting the urge to launch the darts he'd acquired from the slurgs when he took them into custody. Elation had filled him when he came across them. They were prized weapons indeed. When the right time and place presented itself, he'd be ready. I'll feather that laggard's flabby back full of them. A pair of heavy double doors were pulled open from inside the arena. The contestants of the coming-of-age games were pulled inside heavy chains clanking to a small chorus of cheers. You're going to die, you wretched slurgs! You killed my brother! One royal shouted. 
rising to his toes and hurling a goblet of wine at Lizier. Yeah, here we go. Miligo wanted to crawl into a hole. Such a dreadful feeling overcame him. He'd been in an arena similar to this before, but on the other side of things, when he was an urchin serving in the Slurg castle, watching his one and only friend, Veneer, take ritual beating from the Slurg boys. He'd never forget that day. During another ceremony, when Veneer stuck it to the twins, Hagerdon and Creighton. That was the day he knew if he was ever to be free of the royals, or to live a long life, his road to freedom was through Veneer. He fought to keep his eyes away from the men inside the arena. Don't look! Don't look! Don't look! He looked. There they stood. Two slurg men and a slurg girl, beaten, downcast, and destitute. 